This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, we have our very first win of the season. The 49ers come out on top of a very close game. It's kind of a Matt Stafford special. If you follow the NFL very much, he has the most games decided by three points or less since he has come into the league, and it is not even close. But the 49ers win 30-27, to and, I mean, it came down to the very end. We were ahead by a lot. And then they kind of came back. So this is our offensive breakdown. So we will go over MVP of the offense. We will go over every single person that took an offensive snap, stats, O-line breakdown, everything, all that kind of stuff. And that's what we're going to be doing this episode. So right off the bat, let's start off with our most valuable player. Man, this should not come as a surprise. Matt Breida, good lord, 11 carries, 138 yards for a touchdown. He averaged 12.5 yards per carry. Now, he did have one 66-yard touchdown. However, if you take that away, he still was averaging 7-plus yards per carry, and that is just a testament to our offensive line. Something that we have been very weak on is run blocking, and they synced amazingly well. Uh, I think the remedy for a bad run offense is just to go up against a Matt Patricia defense. He is a terrible defensive coordinator. Head coach, we will see. We will see. He's 0-2 to start off his coaching career. But enough about them. So, in actives, we had a lot of guys out. Marquise Goodwin, we knew that was going to be happening. They announced that a day ago. Then Eric Magnuson was gone. Tobin, Garnett, and Sean Coleman. So, we had four offensive lineman out and we almost had five we weren't quite sure that Mike Pearson was going to get to start uh, he's been issuing he had a foot sprain wasn't quite sure he was going to be able to play but holy freaking cow I think he might be my runner-up at MVP if I had to go through with it still waiting on a few key stats to come out from pro football focus but um, after going through the game film three times 
man, he looked really, really good. I'll get back with all those stats. But let's go through this. Uh, injuries on the offensive side, we're okay. Pettis left for a little while, but he came back in, so he's going to be good. So offensively, you know, our, our injuries, we got this one pretty clean. Uh, really, the only major injury we had was on the defensive side, and it was with one minute left, and that was Jaquiski Tart, his shoulder, which he had a rough shoulder anyway. He was he was wearing a non-contact in, uh, jersey all week because of that same shoulder, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, he is all right. He played in one of his best games, and we'll, we'll get into that later in the week with our defensive breakdown, but here's what I want to do. I want to go through our drives. We had 12 drives on the day five in the first half and seven in the second half so let's just go through these and kind of what happened we start off with a field goal on the first drive and again we don't give enough credit to gold three for three he broke the franchise record for most consecutive field goals made uh, so he tied the record then broke the record in this game and then extended the record so hopefully he can keep going with that he has just been lights out but second drive uh, touchdown pass to Bourne after an 88 yard drive so we start off putting up 10 points on the board in two drives third drive we have a punt sell it Blew a blocking assignment and just was absolutely awful. We got a tackle for loss and had to punt on third down. That was a huge no-no, but he made up for it later. Then we come back. We get a field goal after recovering a fumble. Garoppolo took a coverage sack on third down, which forced us to go for a field goal. We made that. Then we ended the half going three and out after another Jimmy G sack. And you're going to hear this a lot. Jimmy Garoppolo had a very bad game. Very bad game. We won in spite of him. Now, he made some great throws, and even his near pick six that he threw got called back. But if there was one area where he was just abysmal, it was in pocket awareness. The old line protected him. He had plenty of time, but our guys just didn't get open. He took a lot of six sacks for 50 yards. Ugh, that grossed me out. Anyway, so we punt on our fifth drive, then that ends the half. We come out firing all cylinders. Touchdown pass to Selick after that huge kickoff return by DJ Reed. DJ Reed is going to be a difference maker for us. Then we punt. Uh, Kittle had a drop pass on third down. Would have been a first, but we had a punt. Then we had a punt again. Uh, didn't do much on that drive. Then we get the huge breeder run for 66 yards for a touchdown on our ninth drive. Tenth drive, we get a field goal after, man, Pettis had a dropped pass. It was contested, but still should have caught it. Would have been a first down. Then we get a three and out after Jimmy got sacked again. And then we punted the ball away with one minute left and left this game up to our defense. Luckily for us, the defense held out. So a couple just real quick team notes, and I'll go over all the stats at the end as far as team goes, first down, total yards, things like that. The biggest thing that I took away, and these are both negatives, and I think that this says a lot about the 49ers with where we are. We got a win, and it feels like we lost. You got to be happy with the win. This is the NFL, and we are playing against a good quarterback, Matt Stafford. He had a bad game, but still, if you can get away with a win. So uh, the sacks were a major issue. Six sacks for 50 yards against Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm telling you this right now. Our offensive line played amazing. Five of these sacks you could 100% put on Jimmy Garoppolo, where he had four-plus seconds and just couldn't get rid of the ball. You know, the one thing that basically their philosophy was was develop 
the pocket and then close it. it not necessarily blitzing up the middle we picked up the blitzes pretty well and the one sec that we got really wasn't against our o line it was really against kittle so uh, you take that for what it's worth but this is a huge thing that he is going to have to work on and then on third down and two game is on the line we get a first down here we basically lock it away and what do we do we come out in an empty set and we run an out route to my to Brita. Ah. <laughs> and now they pick it off and they run it back. Luckily, there was a holding call, and it was a defensive holding call big time on George Kittle. So it got called back, but that was a stupid call. And so I was very, very pissed off. Now, after watching both Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan's press conference, they both said it was a miscommunication and Brita ran the wrong route. Uh, all this is for naught, though. It was called back. Uh, he was supposed to run a speed out and instead kind of did a pivot turn around almost like a hitch that drifts out and so it makes sense with where he threw the ball if it was a speed out i get it but still if it's third and two and the game is on the line why are you targeting brita <laughs> he is your he, he had a great game catching the ball but he is a career 50 percent catch percentage guy anyway take that for what you want now, before we get into every single player breakdown on the offensive side, and we've got a lot of stuff to get to, I want to talk about our sponsor, MyBookie. If you are a betting person, and I love taking out all the prop bets. I don't know why I like them so much, but they are what they are. Um, I, I recommend MyBookie. These guys are legit. They've been around for a while, and the number one thing about them is if you win, they pay. You don't have to worry about them. If I'm going to get my money, how long it's going to take, Everything is just taken care of very, very well. They do have in-game live betting, over-unders, fantasy points scored, um, all these different things. Now, also, I want you to know that if you do want to start up an account with MyBookie, use the promo code RUSH100. If you do that, they will match you dollar for dollar. And if you are a night owl and you want to open up account after 7 p.m. Eastern or 10 p.m. Pacific time, use the code RUSH25. They will match you dollar for dollar and add an additional $25 just because the 49ers Rush podcast sent you. So head over there. That is my bookie. Now, let's get into the game. Jimmy Garoppolo, his stat line was not too bad. 18 of 26 passing, you know, pretty close to 70%. 206 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Now, that is winning football. That's great. Now, the six sacks for 50 yards loss, that is just, that's trash. He ended up with 118.4 QB rating. But again, if you are look take away his sack yards, 50 yards is a lot. He basically only come up with about 150 yards net gain. And, and that's not okay. There was a lot left out there in this game. Now, there were some dropped passes. I get that. Jimmy did not have a great game. He came out back-to-back -back sacks on opening drive in the red zone. Man, we were on first and goal on the seven. He took two sacks, and eventually we had to settle for a 45-yard field goal whenever it was first and goal just because of these sacks that he was taking. Like, that is not okay. He did miss Kittle on a wide-open slant, overthrew it by like 10 yards at least. And we've seen this back-to-back -back games now where there's a wide-open receiver in the, running a slant route, and he sells it, which is very, very dangerous because usually you got those safeties lurking behind. But luckily, this one wasn't uh, an issue. He did get an easy touchdown pass. To Bourne, it was just a thing of beauty and something we haven't seen where we send Bourne in as our up back, basically in the goal line package. He is huge. 
Pettis ran a slant to the offensive left side, basically a pick route. He got his corner, who was in man coverage, to sag inside, and then he picked the linebacker perfectly that was assigned to Bourne, and it was just an easy touchdown pass. Very, very great play design. Then comes back out, gets another nice touchdown pass to Selleck on a slant route. He throws that slant route and that kind of, they, they usually call it a drift route is the language that Kyle Shanahan uses where basically it's against zone or you have a man trailer and you have zone over the middle and you just literally run a drag slash drift route and just try to figure out, find some space. And he, he's so good at that. It is awesome. And another thing that he did very, very well, Garoppolo, his play fake when he turns his back to the defense is top notch. <laughs> you see the entire defense just pause because they don't know what to do. And because of that play fake, it helps the running game and it helps the receivers. Everything meshes together. And there, if you could say anything about Kyle Shanahan, it's that he does everything for a reason. I don't always understand the reason, but I'm not in the play calling meetings. Everything he does is for a reason, and they all build off of each other. It is chess the way that he sees this game. Just very, very interesting the way that it, it lines up. Now, he had another great pass to Selleck on a flood route, and it was it was very interesting because in the second half, kind of that third quarter, we, we, we got this perfect spot where Jimmy Garoppolo just calmed down, and he was just Jimmy cool, whatever you want to say, and whenever he is like that, it's amazing. But here we are two games into the season, and there's been a few times where he has looked and acted flustered. And this kind of scares me. So hopefully he gets to the point where he gets back to his old ways and looks good. But again, two touchdowns, no interceptions. You got to be pretty happy about that. I, I just, I, I really do think that this kid is special and is going to be our franchise quarterback. We're paying him like it. But He's got to step up. And one another encouraging thing is at his press conference after the game, he came out and the very first thing he said is, the O-line played an amazing game, great game. I need to do my job to help them out. They did great. That's just what I need to do. And Kyle Shanahan even came out and said, you know, we've got to get open on man coverage because that's why those sacks are happening. Uh, one, Kyle Shanahan said, I need to call better plays. But if the guys don't get open, we still got to get rid of the ball. We can't keep taking sacks because the O-line's doing their job. It, it's crazy to see a stat line with six sacks for 50-yard loss and say the O-line actually played a great game. But that's the case here. So that's Jimmy G. Let's get on to our MVP. He came out firing on all cylinders. 11 rushes for 138 yards and a touchdown. And what's even more crazy Three catches for 21 yards on four targets. That's great. 75% catch rate. I am totally okay with that from Brita. Came out 24-yard gain on the very first play. Looked absolutely great. His speed is top-notch. Now, he doesn't have wiggle. That's not who he is. He's a one-cut runner. He just runs full speed wherever he's going. But that speed is deceptive and intense. He is the definition of an arm-breaking runner he just runs through arm tackles it's just what he does a nice reception on the sideline for a first down and then it's third and two they put pettis in the backfield and then did a jet sweep to brito it was so cool like there's so many different formations that kyle shanahan throws out there and it's just like 
Why the hell is Dante Pettis in the backfield? Oh, well, it's because we're creating an angle to use Matt Breida's speed to our advantage on third and short. And again, the defense was confused. They didn't know what was going on. It was absolutely a great play call. Now, his huge 66-yard touchdown run was just unreal. And I got to give it hats off blocking to the right side of the offensive line. Mike McGlinchey, holy cow, is good. And Pearson played great as well. He got off on a great seal uh, block and was able to turn his guy. Juice was out there as well, locked up. And Pierre Garçon on the backside. Pierre Garçon had a hell of a game. Now, his stats weren't a lot, and we'll get to that. But on every big play running we had, you will see either Dante Pettis or Pierre Garçon holding an exceptional block on their cornerback or even getting down to the linebacker in a few times. So that was legit. Now, Alfred Morris had a good game, very serviceable, 14 rushes for 48 yards, uh, only averaged 3.4 yards per tick carry, and I don't understand why he got more carries than Breida. Breida got 11, Morris got 14. You know, Kyle Shanahan said in the locker room, supposedly, it's not on video, but one of the beat writers said, you know, I wanted to go with Morris uh, towards the end because he's a bigger guy and I thought he could break tackles better. I disagree with that mindset completely. Brita runs so much harder and lower to the ground. I do like Alfred Morris, but I, I wish uh, if, if you're going to have 25 carries split between these two, like we kind of had the last two weeks, I want 17 for Brita and eight for Morris. That's kind of where I want it. I want it to be a two to one 60 40 split type thing that's what i want so uh you know kind of moving on he, he he's a good player and he's solid he even had some nice catches which was great kyle use check great game not a lot in the stat column three catches for 13 yards on four targets but he just makes everybody better pass protection legit run blocking exceptional and then again he, he gets a target on third and one and it's kind of they throw him the ball lateral to the line of scrimmage about two yards behind Darius Slay comes up amazing player to lay the wood but man Kyle Juszczyk is a beast and they go head to head and Juszczyk rolls over him for the first down uh, unfortunately Slay got hurt Slay's a great player I hated seeing that but it just shows you Juice understands what's going on in the game and he is going to do whatever it takes to get that first down. It was an absolute huge play. And we ended up getting points on that drive, which we needed to win the game. So a uh, huge play there. Raheem Mostert, holy freaking cow. You know, he, he's not contributing offensively, even though he's a running back. Kyle Shanahan said that there will be a point in this year that he will be. And we will have to rely on him offensively. But another great special teams game. The big play that stood out was on punt coverage. He goes down there as gunner, double teamed. And just totally laid out the butt returner. Textbook tackle. I absolutely adore this kid. He is just one of those people. He's going to be a pro bowler as a special teams uh, ace. You keep making highlights week in, week out. We saw this last year. If he stays healthy, he's going to the pro bowl. I'm telling you that right now. He is an absolute stud special teamer. Pierre Garçon, four catches, 57 yards on four targets. Talk about efficiency. I think he just ran one route the entire game. I think he just ran slant routes uh, and drift routes or drag routes. That's all he does. He, he just goes inside. He doesn't get separation, but he catches the ball. And it's great. The first game he had a couple drops, but this was awesome. He hauled, hauled them all in. Amazing 
run blocking throughout the entire thing. Again, lots of contributions that do not show up on the stat sheet, that veteran presence. Dante Pettis, man, he started off <laughs> two targets, one catch for 35 yards. It looked like he was going to be a mainstay, but his ankle was bothering him. He went into the locker room, came back, went to the sideline, sat out, came back, and it just seemed like we couldn't get him going, which is a bummer because I really thought he was going to be highlighted a lot. He drew an illegal contact penalty on the first drive for a first down, had that big 35-yard catch. Basically, he ran a perfect post-corner route, and it was so great. There was not a defender within seven yards of him after his cut. He just gets separation. It is beyond uh, incredible. He ran a perfect pick route for the touchdown to Bourne, as I mentioned earlier. And so that's the thing. I mean, again, another amazing run-blocking guy we get guys that get separation catch the ball and run block tough football players kind of what it is he did have one drop Ugh, i was a little upset it was contested but he still should have caught it but trent taylor zero catches on two targets he dropped an out route on first down it was contested but still he was not targeted very much richie james didn't get into the game too much born as i talked about had one catch for four yards for one touchdown on one target uh, he just I don't know if he went back in anymore that I can't wait to see the snap count alignment once I get that done uh, Kittle two drops ouch <laughs> um, two catches for 22 yards he drew a defensive holding call on the first drive and got a first great catch across the middle as he always does later on and then he dropped a first down catch that was huge and we had to punt the ball away but then he got held on the pick six play uh, which I don't think that he ran the ball in for the uh, touchdown or would have been a touchdown, but he drew that penalty. Selick, two catches, 22 yards as well, but he got the touchdown on two targets. He is struggling blocking, but he's what we got, and hopefully he can step up his blocking run blocking game, but whenever he can give us a touchdown, that's just extra. So thank you, Selick, for that. O-line, let's look at this. By far the best game we have had run blocking in probably a year and a half. This was just absolutely incredible. Richburg, right off the bat in the middle, controlled the defensive line very, very well. And it, you can look all the way across the board. Staley, Tomlinson, McGlinchey. McGlinchey might be one of the best that we have had in a while. I, I mean, if you talk about rookies just coming in and making an impact mcglinchy is the real deal very very impressed with him and pearson fought through it played super super tough and man if i had to say the best offensive line performance it's hard i am probably st i'm gonna go pearson then mcglinchy then staley but whenever i say it that way i'm not trying to say that they had bad games staley got pushed into jimmy garoppolo a few times but all of our big run games were majority to the right side and that right side is sinking very well. And that's huge for us because that was our huge question mark. One, who the hell are we going to have at guard? And Richburg seems to block better to his left anyway. We know Staley's going to be Staley. But props to the right side. Now what I want to do is just kind of look at some team stats. We've talked about some of these. So we end up, you know, we get 30 points offensively, which the goal is always 28. And so it seems to be that's kind of the number for NFL teams to get in the victory. If you score more than 28 points, you should consider yourself 
you should play in to win. And if you hold them to less than that, you should be expecting to win as well. 13 passing first downs, 23 first downs total. Third down efficiency was probably one of our worst things. 3-4-11. And Jimmy Garoppolo last year was incredible on third downs. But we had so many penalties and sacks that our third downs were not manageable. They, they were way too long and got us off schedule. And just we got to gotta work on this. 60 total plays. We put up a total of 346 yards, which we were outgained by them. 427 yards. And a lot of that came on those last three drives where they just, gosh, they totally <laughs> dominated us on those last ones. But let's see here. Average yards per play, 5.8. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yards per pass, 4.9. That's solid. But again, six sacks for 50 yards totally curtails that. But listen to this. 190 yards rushing on 28 attempts. Good Lord. That is 6.8 yards per attempt. That is just incredible. Only two for five in red zone, which this just seems like it's going to be our Achilles heel. How do we get more touchdowns in the red zone? I'm not quite sure. But it is a major, major issue. Penalties, nine penalties, 86 yards, but zero turnovers. <laughs> zero turnovers is key. Now, our division breakdown is looking good, not great. We have the statistically the best team in the NFL and the worst team in the NFL um, all in our division. So if we look at... The, the Rams are 2-0, and and they have a plus 54-point differential after two games, which is just ungodly. It's the largest in the NFL by a lot. And then we have the Cards that are 0-2, and they are negative 52 points on the point differential. Again, a lot of it has to do that they played each other today. But the fact that the Cardinals have only put up six points through two games is just abysmal. The Seahawks are 0-1, and, and they play Monday night. So we still got to wait and see on that. But we are one game out of first place in the NFC West, which is absolutely great. And then next up, I kind of want to talk about Josh Gordon. And I, 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 don't, I wouldn't mention this except it was brought up to John Lynch and it was also brought up to Kyle Shanahan. And both times they responded by saying, uh, yeah, <laughs> we called about him. Yeah, we're trying to get we want to see what's going on. Uh, when rumors about trading for Josh Gordon in the offseason came up, Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, I'd love to have him. Uh, very talented. I'm always going to look for whoever I can to make this team better. I'm happy with what we got, but we're going to try to do whatever we can to make this team better. So it seems like um, where there's smoke, there's fire. And then on top of that, Josh Gordon said uh, he wants to go to either the Dallas Cowboys or 49ers. He did say the 49ers first. I should probably put that up there. There's a possibility this is going to happen. Now, there are rumors out there that he is being released however that is not how it works with veteran players you don't you don't just get to do that all the time in the waiver system whatever else so what happens is this he has not officially been released because it's still in the middle of the uh the league week so that doesn't work waivers don't start yet they are trying to trade trade him away if they don't trade him away then that's where it gets interesting but I do think that we are going to offer something. I would not offer, I would offer a seventh personally, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we offered a sixth round pick. Now, the way that he got injured, 
Uh, obviously, we know Josh Gordon led the NFL in receiving a few a long time ago. All of his suspensions are well documented. His mental um, illness, or however you want to phrase that, uh, it's well documented. But he was filming. He was filming kind of a hype video, and they were using drones to film it. And at one point, the photographer or drone operator said he wanted to race the drone that was filming him, and he wanted to run alongside of it. So he was racing a drone, and he tweaked his hamstring. So he gets injured, non-football related, whatever. Then he shows up late the next day, and they just decide, oh, and you're injured? All right, we're done with this. So the Browns are the Browns, whatever. But just so you understand kind of what's going on now, his contract is very, very friendly because he's only 790000 And because of all of his suspensions, he doesn't have accrued NFL seasons. So he will be a restricted free agent next year, which means you could, <laughs> if things worked out perfectly, you could get two years super cheap with Josh Gordon. Obviously, you got to take it on a game-by-game -game basis with all of his suspensions. But it is what it is. So stay tuned, guys. That's all we got for you today. I will be breaking down the defense here in just a couple of days. So stay tuned and stay strong, faithful, and enjoy this win. The 49ers have won their first game in the 2018 season. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.